You are listening to Shop Talk with Shefali Vasudev, editor of The Voice of Fashion. Welcome everyone to Shop Talk, a podcast series between Red FM and The Voice of Fashion. I'm Shefali Vasudev, your host. And today my main guest is Jaya Jetli, eminent crafts practitioner, the founder of Dilli Heart which completes 35 years in 2021. is also the founder of Dastakari Hat Samiti and a well-known politician. We are essentially talking about 35 years of Delhi Hat that with great passion and commitment and in a build-up scenario Jaya ji has been talking about and working towards for the last many months with artisans across India. As you have been listening to Shop Talk you know that we don't just stop at something that's a milestone or is a full sentence by itself but reveals a lot more i want to start by asking jaya ji an open and blunt question at the very start when you founded dilli heart the ambitions and the aspirations that you had for it then do they stand realized today or they have gone elsewhere but have realized anyway i work very organically and i just felt when i started thinking about delhi heart that i wanted a place that was exclusively for crafts people it was their place where they felt comfortable you wouldn't need a middleman they would learn by engaging with their customers directly and it would be rotational so it would be uh, occupation by many in one single space simple things actually i thought of but then many things came out of which which surprised me as well like there was a lot of social equality that happened you had a slightly better off people and crafts people from villages very simple sitting side by side helping each other and then we had a lot of uh, elimination of the vip culture because everyone came to delhi hat nobody bothered who they were so there were very nami designers there were vips and prince charles also came there once and he said oh you must bring delhi hat to london and we actually did so anybody came and nobody made a fuss everyone feels comfortable and i find today babies in strollers and old ladies and men in wheelchairs still come to delhi hat for an ambiance of what they actually exemplify by saying yahan man lagta hai we feel happy here so everybody feeling happy and everybody marketing um lots of pleasant outcomes that have happened and designing has happened automatically you or i we are not designers but we sit there and say try and put these color beads with that together and put it in this string they get a lovely idea they get an idea from a customer and they learn like that so i don't like to force pricing and education of this is design and that is not i want them to have an opportunity to learn as much as they can and i think that has really been achieved at delhi hat in a way that still goes on but it certainly has taken a dip after the first 10 years because as i keep saying greed takes over and success causes greed so sometimes with success there is built in a little ugly seed of people being greedy not wanting to let go of their stalls selling rubbish so all of that is happening but i guess that's what life is all about so that also teaches a lesson for our international listeners delhi hat is a new delhi based crafts bazaar but a quintessential one it's modeled of course on the idea of democratization 
both in its format as in that a small fee via a ticket can land you and lead you into a large and wide opening of many artisanal stores not just clothes selling accessory home decor projects artisanal creations crafts and handlooms in various avatars it also has food from different regions of india it holds hosts cultural events where you can see song and dance costumery and many an element of what together constitutes delhi heart i am shefali vasudev editor of the voice of fashion hosting shop talk and my guest is jaya jetli founder of delhi heart and an eminent indian politician and well known personality in crafts jaya ji greed is this world of consumerism whether we take fashion whether we take home decor whether we take consumerism of any kind essentially is a capitalist model so why shouldn't the artisanal community be taught or be accepted if they are being greedy about certain things has greed as a model been strategized by them for them by you or your team ever i don't want to at all even hint at the fact that crafts people artisans are greedy they are not at all in fact i sent a young girl there who wants to have try an experiment with something called e baby and e goddess and she wanted to involve crafts people to see if she could be in a project she said all of them who spoke to her they were so happy with the project they all gave her a little gift of something simple they had made very often they say no no it's okay don't they, they hate to give me something for which i pay and i hate and never take anything unless i've paid for it i find them the least in fact not greedy at all the people who are greedy are the traders who pose okay. as crafts people who get artisan cards through illegal methods and delhi tourism unfortunately or fortunately it's their second highest profit making venture so whoever pays more and through online bidding there are stalls which compete with the poor artisan who has a fixed rent he can pay so that is what i mean by greed government unfortunately by setting up an infrastructure for the poor to be affordable and yet add to their livelihoods is in fact living off their backs today and that is what makes me angry because the, those crafts people who originally started as crafts people have today become traders also they have handed it over to somebody with a sales person and they sit somewhere else sales person doesn't know anything about what he's selling they pull customers in and bargain all the things that i don't want happening there are happening now only because somehow they are willing to pay 5 lakhs for a stall for a whole month i don't know what they're selling with what profit but our crafts person pays for two weeks only 10 10000 in the winter and 8000 in the summer so there's a lot of inequality which basically makes me very unhappy right jaya ji uh, i'd also like to tell the listeners of shop talk that you are the founder of dastakari heart samiti as well and if i may take you 35 years back to your gurjari experience did gurjari leap to delhi heart or how did this all break through and a small anecdote is in my many reports from kutch whenever i visited the home of the khatri the ajrak khatris ismail khatri and family they duly give credit to some of you women of handloom and women of the crafts 
including having taken your name numerous times that if people like you ladies like you did not land up in kutch all those years back literally living on the carts that were used to transport fabric undyed or dyed fabric from one village to another or from the dying wart uh, to the crafts person's hut without any ladies toilets or facility sanitized facilities to change you continued and you brought out design matrix there so to take you back to kutch and gurjuri what happened first well delhi hat happened much later because um, gurjuri was a wonderful experience working with government in its most perfect form government and perfection don't most, mostly go together but here we had a basic philosophy that if we found a crafts person whose item was not selling we would concentrate on that person make their things saleable make their things better then the emporium uh, where i used to work and the village i used to travel back and forth uh, translating village life village culture village thinking and production methods to the sophisticated customers who came into the shop like they would say why is this print patchy and i would explain many reasons the beauty of patchiness as well as the texture and variety as well as explain that they had to dry the cloth out on the lanes where they lived and sometimes doggies and wooden carts would go over them they had to wash the cloth 5 kilometers away in a little stream which was dying up so one would have to say all that and when i went to the village i would explain people in cities eat at dining tables and they have such things as table mats this is the size of a table mat so what you did on your quilt translate onto a table mat so it was a lovely two way educational process which made me uh, help each understand the other that helps the craft grow as well and the appreciation for them so jaya ji jab aap sabse pehle karigaron ko artisans ko crafts people ko delhi haat mein apni cheeze bechne ke liye laaye did you tell them ki aapke paas jo bhi hai use laaiye ya design intervention tab bhi tha were you offering any tips then or was it raw product as it were then raw product i think it's in phases i don't think one should be able to go and design before they bring something out because that is using my idea my aesthetic but that's a bit egotistical i feel i must be able to one offer a market before i can ask them to design a product once they come they learn perhaps a lot more from the customer than they could learn from me something i may not like 20 other customers may like i can't be arrogant and force my aesthetic on them certainly once they realize that delhi heart was a lovely outlet where they could show everything they would do they learned from as i said designers from customers from very often each other the simple the madhubani painting that got dusty because they just left them open they found other people framing them and bringing them so you could sell them much better as a ready made gift so everyone started framing them i didn't have to go to their home and say frame and bring because they'd have to pay for it once they realized that it had a value through value addition then they did it themselves so i i believe this process of education is much more important like i would love my grandchildren to go off this one year and learn by like go and sit in a park and see how many butterflies or birds or trees they can see rather than struggle online it's the same sort of thing learning experience is dealing with life as you see it and not 
given in a package elsewhere. So that was a big thing about Delhi Heart. And secondly, in the beginning, we had, a, I was like on a committee, a small committee where I would bring the views, the problems, the aspirations and the needs of craftspeople at Delhi Heart to this committee. So we would monitor and try to improve it every time. It was a huge experiment because when I first went to government and said, let's have a market like this, they said, can you give us a projection of five years of what stocks will come, what profit you will make and what will be the end result? I said, no, I can't. It's an experiment. I believe it's right. needed. I believe it's worthwhile. And I think we should try it. And right. I must say hats off to government that they coped, tried to cope as best they could with a project that they'd never ever dealt with before. And I can't imagine the British ever teaching them to do such a thing. There was also a parallel evolution of the fashion industry. Mm. Of course, Dilli Heart is 35 years old and your work started way earlier. Then there was only Ritu Kumar. But then 10 years after that, the fashion industry sowed its seed and then fashion led to fashion weeks. Fashion weeks led to somewhere a re-recognition of handloom and then a vast retail trade where handloom has become a very dominant, powerful world. Do you think that the relevance, the importance of a crafts bazaar has become less or diluted after fashion and many other retailers entered this, this buzzword of handloom? I don't think so. I think um, Dilli Heart is a place of its own. If you take today, during COVID times, E-commerce is being offered as a huge alternative. That don't worry, everything can be sold e-commerce and there are huge platforms offered by government and others. But all the craftspeople I ask, while they may be occupied at certain points of time with an order, e-commerce gives them nowhere near the earning they get from a 10-day bazaar. And they love that interaction with people. They miss that. They miss, miss interacting with each other. This time when we had our celebration of 35 years, I called 13 craftspeople who were there on our very first day at Hanuman Mandir, which sowed the seed of Dilli Hat. And you should have seen how happy they were to see each other, all white-haired with sticks, and they made me feel as if, gosh, I should be looking as old as them, but somehow <laughs> lucky enough not to be. But they were wonderful. They came with, you know, Anguri Devi, the old potter who must be in her 70s also. She had drawn in her eyebrows and she had painted her nails and come for this special occasion. They loved meeting each other like old pals. And uh, we have, say, a woman from Karnataka who befriended a Kantha lady from Bengal. And when the Kantha lady was sick with some back trouble, she called her all the way to Karnataka, put her up, got her treated by her known doctor and sent her back home. These are the lovely relationships that happen. And this started, in fact, at Hanuman Mandir. So that 35 years, I just felt, oh, my... I've created relationships among people also. And that's what really makes me happy. And in these bazaars, you see that. You don't see the person in an e-commerce click, whom you are buying it from, what is their face. Beyond a point, you can't add the little cultural components without acting, looking as if it's cute or trying to be culturally romantic. Right. It's business. But a craftsperson is an entrepreneur. He is a business person. The woman is a wonderful entrepreneur who runs groups uh, of by herself very well. So I think uh, entrepreneurship of that kind 
is very different. It's dignified, it's honorable, and it's with the person's own creativity. Right. And all the rest are, in a way, add-ons. And I think if the handloom weaver can link with the uh, designer, that's what's made Indian fashion lift itself up beyond being an imitation of what's happening in Paris or Rome. Yes. So that component was absolutely necessary. The accessorization in the craft sector, the weaves, the block prints that uh, Ritu developed. And today, I think if you go to Delhi Hat, you will see many of them experiment every time. They bring new things. We have design banaya. Design or develop our designer language, NGO language, not really theirs. But they're taking that on and trying to be absolutely better even than a designer could be because they know their customer. You are listening to Shop Talk, Revealing and Concealing Decoding Culture. This is a podcast series in collaboration between Red FM and The Voice of Fashion. Jayaji, I want to take this question to another guest and I want to bring in to this platform Joydeep Roy, the founder of Coloroso Weaves from Kolkata, whose platform essentially specializes in Banarasis. He retails both in the brick and mortar format and Coloroso Weaves is also available online. Welcome Joydeep, thank you for joining Shop Talk um, and this conversation 35 years of Delhi Hard and whether crafts bazaars are relevant or not. Let me ask you first a pointed question. Would you bring your wares to Delhi Hard and sell? Thank you so much, uh, Shifali. Uh, thank you, thank you, Jai, ma'am. I'm a self-taught designer and not a qualified designer. When I started this brand, Color Rousseau, the motive was to build an equity and to build the brand. When we talk about a brand, the marketing happens on a uh, on lot of perceptions. I would love to be there in Delhi Hat if there are other people around. So, Joydeep, another question is, uh, Banaras, the boom is, Jayaji, in fact, has written a book on Banaras uh, right. with lovely right. photographs. And uh, so she is a Banarsi specialist in her own way. Uh, <laughs> and you work with, I mean, of course, in, in, in India, I worry, worry about when I use the word specialist. Who can really specialize in this country, uh, which which eludes specializations of all kinds? Right. Having said that, both of you have a fairly heightened and enlightened idea of uh, Varanasi. Now, this boom in uh, the Banarasi textiles, the consumer demand that escalated, both because retailers, crafts bazaars, fashion designers, uh, stars, celebrities, everybody started indulging in Banarsi weaves. Do your consumers really understand distinction or they just want the next Banarsi? Because the Banarsi To be honest, uh, there are very, very few consumers or customers whom I met who actually come and ask for the detail about the weave. I mean, is it a kadua or it's a karial weave or it's a fekua weave? There are very few consumers I have come across. But yes, I have been working with, uh, with, uh, in Banaras uh, since 2015. And what I have seen is most of the renowned designers, they have started working in Banaras. And since they have started working, I think the work, the standard of work has gone up many folds. And since they have gone up many folds and 
today in the era of social media and all all these coveted designers when they showcase their banarasis on all these uh, bollywood stars and uh, various uh, locational shoots it definitely attract consumers but yes very few people i have seen who actually come understand the weave talk about the zari talk about the design very few i have met so joydeep is it easy to nurture and sustain a business built on banarasi kyunki if the demand is rocking and so it's possible to keep selling if you are making banarasis would you say that post 2020 march after the lockdown i would say market has degrown i mean all sectors have degrown the artisans who used to work at that point in time at a certain because we only pay for the labor charges we don't pay for the fabric we don't pay for the zari it's all about the labor charges which we pay to an artisan whereas i would like to pay the whole value chain to keep the traditional weaves uplifted in a elevated level but not everybody does that there are a lot and lot of people who used to work with simple cottons bengal sarees they have also gone ahead and um, got into banaras the banaras power loom sector has also grown lot of people who used to do hand loom has gone into power looms very few people actually understand the differences they just want the look of a banarasi i think um, uh with the current pandemic and all that i think it has become more difficult jaya ji let me come to you uh and not just banarasi i have discussed this question earlier as well in the quest for popularity and popularity is very important because crafts don't get sold unless an anushka sharma or a deepika padukone are spotted wearing this is the this is the ironic reality but let's accept it you know we can't fight it as a culture in the quest for popularity has design got compromised especially in a crafts bazaar pursuit or you think you have been able to step up design and give the consumer better value today compared to 20 years back i think if you explore the old say printing blocks of crafts people which are existing in their homes and which they have been in a way made to forget because everybody kept wanting something new and modern and contemporary in this special thing that i had of sari specialists of india which was a little what shall one say limited because of covid i found that the ancient blocks which they have been storing for generations have huge potential to be reused reworked together and that's what i did with the khatri family and what i did in bag which eventually the stuff couldn't come because the buses stopped running but they were all old blocks so in printing that's what happens in banarsi i don't know if joydeep will agree with me but i think there is such a huge range of old traditional banarsis which are prone to revival which can be revived today maybe with some simpler techniques because it's expensive to create them any other way but there is also the downside for instance our ikat sari specialist he said amma i'll bring some new sarees that i've done and they turned out to be very gaudy jamdani borders which don't go with the whole ikat idea and that happened because unfortunately he borrowed second hand or third hand which uh, with something gorang shah is doing beautifully in 
other ways, through other weaves. But uh, there is sometimes a hodgepodge which they feel they need to do to improvise and to design so-called themselves. So then I have to step in and say, no, no, your beautiful old ikat, your double ikats, just maybe modify, don't have bright red borders, make them a little watermelon red or make them a maroonish red. A minuscule thing, which they don't even consider a big change, adds a nice aesthetic, gives the sari an antique look, which is something that otherwise has been going on every day. So right. little interventions, I feel, uh, are easier than them to take on a whole new thing. And if you leave them, sometimes they can get into a mess. You know, the, an idea like Dilli Heart, uh, Joydeep, contrary to the retail store that you have or your online presence, an idea of Dilli Heart is, is co-joined, is co-dependent on tourism. Uh, right. Now, tourism's right. face and value is going to tweak and change a bit. Jayaji, do you think the government of Delhi is as interested today in sustaining Delhi Heart as a tourism hotspot? What do you think of its survival through the pandemic? People going out, interacting. Interaction is the heartthrob. It is the nerve center of communicating with the artisan and actual feedback. Where is it all going now? In the, which direction? I don't think COVID is a forever thing. Just now in the midst of COVID, <clears throat> our bazaar is still going on. I am surprised to see young people coming and those who come, come to shop. They prefer not to eat the food, but they are coming to shop. Nobody comes to roam around. Of course, it's perhaps 30% customers rather than a, you know, a 90% would fall or something. But people still want that engagement. We asked our craftspeople, do you want to go home or do you want to stay till the end because we don't want you to feel worry about lockdown? 95% said they would rather stay. Five people out of the whole lot said they would rather go because on the way there is a lockdown. And they want that interaction. And I think tourism, even when I grumble about Delhi Heart lowering its standards, tourists do come. In fact, we focus actually on tourists being a foreigner, but it's not necessarily so. Yeah. In a good time, tourists or so-called Indians from out of town come all the way from Patna and Meerut and South to come to Dillihar during our bazaars because they say we always plan our trip at this time. Buyers come to these kind of markets from abroad also at this time. So it's a, it's a combination, which is what is happening all over India today small responsible tourism, sustainable tourism, the new phrase, means going into underdeveloped areas, finding the craftspeople there, using the local textile to decorate your small resort, employing local people. This sort of decentralized, democratized tourism is what is, I think, going to be the future. Sikkim does it beautifully. Banaras also can do it beautifully. I wish they would encourage more tourists to go into the handloom areas. That's one of the reasons I wrote my book. Ganga is not and doesn't make Banaras. It's the weaver also. As the weaver's loom flows, the Ganga flows. So it was that kind of a thought that came to my mind that made me write the book in the first place. So we can, there are many, Chanderi, the beautiful monuments of Chanderi with our visits to weavers is a perfect combination of tourism and handloom. Lot right. of potential and I think we should look at COVID as something that will at some point of time go away 
and it's not going to take over our lives forever and we have to remain positive about it joydeep one last parting shot with you what is that one suggestion you would give to the founder of delhi heart <laughs> yes, upon that 35 years saying ab ab aap ye bhi kar lijiye ya kam se kam ye to kijiye is there any thought that you would like to give jaya ji i would definitely like uh, jaya ma'am to uplift the complete um, uh, whatever we understand about delhi heart uh now you all must be knowing how in calcutta india story has come up so probably something like that um, if delhi hat also organizes for all the designers in in india they all come together people getting to know about it itself is going to be a, a upliftment for the place i think uh, that would be a great idea i mean if uh, jayamam can follow that and uh, if jayamam can execute something like that it is going to be great thank you that's a lovely idea which needs developing but it also needs collaboration with that's right absolutely to with the textiles with delhi tourism itself and with the, the whole design community because actually i get delhi art only for two weeks in the year whereas you shefali right. i have these foreign collaborations also i put right. my heart and soul and everything into these two weeks but the rest of the time i have no authority and no nothing no voice at all and okay. if everybody asks for it i would love to organize it and i know i could do it fine but uh, this needs a collective effort of many agencies and if people like you raise a voice about it then we could you know it also needs funding and government yes. want to give funding these days for such things cross disciplinary collaboration as well that's right you yes. know because and, it requires and music and uh, cuisine and so many other things to come together in a contemporary way it used to Absolutely. be like that but then everybody as i said got lazy and greedy and they thought chalo it's making money so aise rehne do hum kyun takleef uthaye unfortunately but i will join with you and you join with me any time and if we can lift the spirit together and make all these sleepy fellows lift wake the wake up i would love it <laughs> thank you so much ma'am thank you and th- jaya ji i'm a big fan of being there and sustaining and staying with the idea and for as long as 35 years congratulations and here's to more and thank you for joining shop talk both of you joydeep jaya jetli thank you very much Thank you so much ma'am. Thank Lovely you for having me to speak here. <laughs> you are listening to Shop Talk with Shefali Vasudev, editor of The Voice of Fashion.